This is the fringe. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hello. It's, yeah. I still hear it ringing somewhere. Where is it ringing? I don't know. It stopped. I don't think it's my place, but I think so. I have a lot of devices. You know how it is. Oh, yes. Maybe even an iPhone this fall, eh? Eh, we'll see. You know, if it's really good. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? Oh, it's pretty good. Good, good. Not too shabby. I hope you found some food. I did indeed. I found some uh, rather great food from a place down the road called Kermarchex, which I adore. Is that a, is that a sponsor? Uh, that that could very well be a sponsor uh, in that I go there a lot and uh, I'm almost constantly consuming something from their deli. Um, however, I don't think they've actually like given me or us any money. So that's kind of is uh, not necessarily. So it's a one-sided but, sponsor. It's it's a very one-sided sponsorship. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's, it's that's how they always and that, started. And that we like them and they probably don't know about us. Exactly. That's that's how it goes. <laughs> indeed. It's been an awful long time. I don't know if Brian heard Brandon at all, but did you hear any of that? I know. Okay. Brandon, your 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 Comcast decided to pull a I'm not here right now. Speaking of ISPs, until Brandon returns, I got a knock on the door today from two Centrelink representatives oh. saying Google Fiber is in your neighborhood now. Currently, it's down on the telephone poles in the alley. Now, how is that possible? I'm guessing they ran new cable. Google Fiber or just regular Fiber? Centrelink Fiber. Oh, because I heard the word Google Fiber and I was baffled. Did I say Google? I definitely meant Centrelink if okay. I said Google. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Centrelink. Well, and I asked them if they went up to a gig, and they said no. Who needs that? But it looks like their website says it does offer up to a gig. Well, I don't care if it goes up to a gig. Just get me a hundred megs up and down symmetric for less than a hundred bucks, and I'll be set for at least a couple more years. It's all I need. I just want to see what is available for how much, because I need to now convince my family to purchase said speed. Yep, I'm back. Hello. Hello. So it turns out that uh, legendarily this computer has not been able to run Hangouts in Chrome. Um, but with a recent Chrome update, it seems to have uh, fixed that because I just tried to run it in Firefox and now Firefox So I think, I think basically what happens is you get 45 seconds of talking and then Comcast decides to deny you. But I'm guessing uh, hmm. uh, so you gotta join the CenturyLink bandwagon with us. Yeah, they don't don't they don't they call it something like serial switching versus um parallel switching or something? I don't know. Sure. Holy moly. Oh, it's oh it's all when you bundle. Oh, CenturyLink. They say twenty nine ninety five for forty megs uh a month when you bundle with Prism TV for twelve months. Yeah, and how much is that? 
I don't know. Another hundred dollars, of course. See, I want just internet, maybe even a landline. I, I, I um only need the phone line because my mom works from home frequently, and that's nice to have. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to pay seventy bucks to Centrelink for the measly fifteen megabits down. I would prefer to pay seventy five for a hundred megabits down. Yeah, or you can pay. A little above that and get up to a gig. Maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't even need a gig. I'll, I'll no. take it, but I don't need it. Yeah. Oh, plans and pricing. Is there a way I can just see? No, that would be <sighs> honesty. They can't have that. So you have to call them on the phone and negotiate with them mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds like I have something to do this week. Oh, okay. Now Brandon officially left. He probably realized we couldn't hear him at all. Poor Brandon. So I'm eating some delicious pomegranate chocolate. It's so good. Bought several weeks ago, but eating it now. So Ryan, the um, the Nexus TV CLI repository. Would you rather give me push access, or should I fork and pull pull request? Why don't I just give you push access? Because that sounds like a good plan. Let's see. How do I do that? GitHub.com. I would normally do a pull request, but it looks like others have pushed directly to it. So I figured I might as well. Yeah, I don't think any. As long as it works, I don't think anybody cares. Um, what am I doing? I have 30 repositories. That is far too much. I feel like I'm getting there too. And even more if you use the orgs that I'm in as well and Mm -hmm. any repository I have push access to. Did you see his Slack message? Uh, I did not. Wait, wait. So since when do you have US internet fiber? He's in a new place. Isn't he house sitting? I don't... Oh, I haven't kept I up. guess I haven't heard about this. Okay, and it is fun. I want to say he's not living at home this summer. Oh, well that explains I'm not all. sure. Because he's tweeted about not being in other places in the city. I don't know. I've been meaning to ask him, but then, you know, two months have gone by since we really had a proper conversation via Hangouts here. Oh, wow, you have to accept invitations and things to get access. Interesting. I think it used to be you were just automatically added, and then um, you got a notification that you are added, but people hated that because it was spammy. Yep. <gasps> I can join the Nexus TV org. Oh yeah. Is this? These are all public, aren't they? I think so. Okay. I, I don't. I certainly don't pay for anything on GitHub. That would be. Yeah. Terrible. Cool. I'm part of another org. Hooray! I should probably leave one. I'm in four right now. Yeah, most of the stuff here is ancient. <laughs> 
Or let's see. The last time I updated the Nexus car was three years ago. So what that means is the code that powers the Nexus website is three years old. Yeah. <laughs> and it still works pretty much just as well as it used to way back then. But do, do you use the same uh, dependency versions or do you update what you can and see if it works? Um, I have a couple of times done hot patches, but that's very rare. So tell, guess the reason for why I have not touched the code in three years. It would break so hard if you use anything new. No, the reason is my environments have changed so significantly. I have no idea how to even get it to run again. So those are it's all WordPress stuff. So there's a plugin and there's a theme. And setting up in the environment would just be disastrously annoying and stupid. Not to mention I was working on the new CMS, which would replace it all. Yeah. So the solution is to shun it and to pay no attention to it. So does so WordPress host the whole thing, or do you host it? Well, I, I host the whole thing. However, I use Using WordPress. WordPress. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Plunk. Trying for my iPad. Like, that's going to work. Of course it'll work. It's Apple. Hey, are you going to JavaScript Minnesota on Wednesday? Which Wednesday? This Wednesday. Why is it this Wednesday? Because it was different. I don't think there was one in July. Oh. I'm going to it. Uh, I thought it'd be fun. I guess. Brandon is yeah. going, it looks like, on the RSVP thing, but he's kind of in charge of it now, so I hope it's, hopefully it's not too late to sign up. I don't think it is, but uh, let's see here. I'm not extremely interested. I'd like to go because I can go, and it's been a whole year since I've gone to a JavaScript Minnesota. Has it been that and long? It was, I only went once last summer. Oh, okay. I went to NodeMN in right, June this right, summer. Right, right, right. But also, if someone's looking for an entry-level de developer, I am all theirs. So <laughs> yeah. that might be a good time for that, too. There you go. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. It'll, and it gives me another excuse to take the A-line and the green line. Oh, yeah. How, how, how has been the uh, A-line? Good. I've ridden it three times now. Um, once before I went to camp and twice after. Yeah, it's I good. they're clean. That's good. The AC works. Uh, it's nice that they come really frequently. Mm -hmm. I don't have to plan. Is it coming now? I just kind of walk over and catch the next one. Don't you love the little the little light that starts blinking as soon as it's ready to come? Yeah, it's very aggressively blinking though. I, I feel know. like when I'm standing and waiting, it blinks more often than it doesn't. Yeah, it, like it's um, like two minutes ahead and then it goes super fast. Or, yeah, it should um. You know, it should be more soothing, like a slow, like calm. Like a pulse. Yeah, slow and calm. A little bit too aggressive, I agree. Or I think, I just don't think it should be the Metro Transit logo. It just looks well, like it should be a little red light in the corner or something. But Brandon, are you there? I see your... I am there. I am there. Sorry to uh, so unceremoniously drop off the grid. So it turns out um, I'm actually running off of two different Wi-Fi cards right now. Uh <laughs> And that on kinda... your iPad? No, yes, okay. on my iPad. <laughs> no, uh, I'm actually uh, I'm actually on my uh, Linux desktop, uh, my oft-mentioned Linux desktop here. Um, and it turns out, I think uh, when I was moving it, I think I might have jostled the PCI card out of the slot um, because now only a USB wireless adapter seems to be working, which is totally fine, hmm. um, except for how it's not super fine. Uh, 
and that it caused some some problems for us just a minute ago here. Um, fortunately, I've sorted out that uh, that that is the problem, um, and and we're back in shape because I just connected that buddy, and, and all of a sudden we were good to go. All so right. what did I miss? Uh, we're talking a line. I'm going to JavaScript Minnesota on Wednesday. Oh, right on. Um, That'll be so much fun. I ran into Todd Gardner uh, today, uh, who's running at, at least uh, the uh, the uh, ceremonious part of that, uh, which is pretty, uh, which is going to be pretty uh, pretty fun. And then I think he also is leading a couple of the talks. So your people from him, him and his company, are going to be. Uh, are going to be sharing some uh, some some stuff they've learned. So that'll be a good thing. It'll be good to have you there. Yeah, I RSVP'd with Tom Heron from Morris. Right, right. He did the NFC talk at the talk. Nice. Season. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, he's okay. going to go, and we both signed up for the Minnesota, and then the little thing at Fulton Brewery afterwards. So nice. Yeah, right. You can catch us there on Wednesday if this podcast is up by then. Indeed. <laughs> Today's only Monday, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, then it might be up by then, but nobody will listen to it before Thursday, so. <laughs> no worries. No worries. I'm hoping that after we record tonight, I'll stay up and finish updating that script to be newer. Yeah, no problem. No no rush. It's only been working for how many ever years? <laughs> it works, but... And the Python 3 transition was just fine, although I realized I didn't test everything and I think something was broken, but I don't remember what. But I'm switching out the uh, the Amazon Web Services. Sure, you know, like the newer version. Like the 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 biggest thing for me is I'm not a Python dev. Okay, so for context uh, to anybody who wants to know, um, I wrote a script for handling. I don't know what would you call this um, metadata of MP3 files. Yeah. So uh, whenever we have a show here. Uh, I have to set metadata and I have to upload it to S3. Um, and so what I did before I had the script is, and this is awful, I would use some co- some kind of program. I think it was called Mutagen or no, not that's what I use now. Uh, it was called MP3 Checker or something. It was some crappy Windows application that would let me set the metadata. It was awful. Um, and of course, you know how people are these days. They want to script everything. And so I did. And that was two years ago. And so it would add in the album art and the metadata based on the file name and whatever arguments you passed it. And it was great. And then you could pass it again to it and it would upload to S3. But it was old and lame and sad. And I'm not a Python dev. And so it just barely worked. I really wanted to write in PHP, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I think Python's a good language for it. It's a quick script that's a little easier to work with than something like Bash. Yeah, I can't imagine doing this in Bash. <laughs> but uh, have you guys been listening to a- uh, ATEP? Yes. So the Marco has his secret, you know, track alignment tool. And yeah, I was thinking he, that'd be perfect. And he has his also other secret, I don't want to open source it tool, which is the um, parallelized lame encoder. But also the whole podcast um, manager. So I probably deals with tags and everything too. I don't but, even care about that. I have that. But what I need is the paralyzed version of Lame. Like if I had that, oh, I could be saving so much time. I think right. he should. I think he should open source just that. I think that's precise enough and cool enough that someone else could take it on. I don't know. Yeah, you know how Marco is. He'll just sell it. <laughs> Indeed. 
Or he'll just put it online for free, like that Mac application he has that auto quits. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, but I, he's, he's, he's no Brad Terpstra. He's not he's not gonna let that that uh intense productivity thing go out there into the world for nothing. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we'll I, I, I if I feel the however, um and I'm not saying I'm as good of a programmer as Marco, however, if he can figure out how to write C well enough to fix lame then I feel like I probably could have figured it out too. Yeah, that's true. That is... You could yeah. have figured it out. You can figure it out, Ryan. You yeah. Can. Unlike Marco, though, I have a full-time real job. That is true. But, yeah, I'll let you... Do you want any new features in your CLI app? The only new feature that uh, is already partially there that just I've never actually made work or I don't even know if I even got that far is the backup command, which basically is supposed to... hmm, What? It looked like it was pulling every single file in the podcast directory. Yep. And I stopped it after 9 megabytes because I didn't want to make you you know, pay X amount of dollars for you to test something. um, That was one of the problems, actually, with the the thing, is that that, um, testing it for testing purposes is very difficult. But the, the purpose of the backup command is to uh well i guess what you'd have to do is you'd have to have an index of all the files you currently have downloaded but so if if one changes you could you know just compare the e-tag or whatever hash s3 provides for uniqueness and then um you would download any differences between you know each run of that command so the initial one might take forever and might cost a lot in terms of bandwidth but i wanted to make a better than bash um backup script Okay, so it does download everything and then just check to see if anything's different. I think that's what it probably does right now, which is not a good implementation. Okay, I will do my best to just try and emulate the same, but I probably won't actually test it. I'll just have a disclaimer saying probably works. Or well, should I keep using the old library for that? Well, and... so um, what you, what you could, could do is you could have it, you know, recursively look in each directory, and then you could have a... Um, in the backup config you could have like a date and so that way if the file is you know newer than that date then back it up if it's if it is older than that date then just ignore ignore it for now so that way you could incrementally add files to what it backs up over time yeah and i could test just the last week and right how's that sound that sound like a good plan yeah Mm. i'll look into that ad hoc development it's the best and I was I was happy. I only saw two semicolons in that whole script. And they were after returns, right? Or a continue or something like that, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I like semicolons after returns. <laughs> nice. It just, uh, Pep8 starts yelling at you. Yeah, Pep8, I don't think existed when I did this. Really? I don't know. I only know of, of it because WebStorm bugs me about it. Okay, <laughs> there's one after a break, but that's a comment, so I don't know if that counts. Okay. And there's one after a continue. And there was one point where if I ran it without quite the correct argument, well, yeah. That, admit, that it's makes not sense, su- right? It's not super graceful that no. it, it crashes here and there. Yeah, I didn't know but... how to catch that. Um, the other feature that I suppose if you could ever figure out you could add is there's no good way right now to, to, to link a fringe with a particular episode. So, for example, if you know I have two guests on an episode, they're usually also in the associated fringe, right? Mm-hmm. Well... What I do now is I add those people to the original episode, and then I also have to add them to the fringe, 
even though they were already added just just seconds ago to the real episode. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you could have it. You pass in the MP3 file that was just the episode that it's linked to, and it just pulls the authors. Maybe that's that. maybe that's Something what like you that. could do. Or you could have it be one command so that you pass in two files. Like, you know, you mark one as episode and one as fringe or something. I don't know. It's a lot of different things. Okay. All right. It's complicated, isn't it? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Well, go, going back a moment uh, onto the subject of lint A's, um, at work I've been using something called standard JS. I don't know if you guys have ever run into it before. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Ah, well, it's in the show notes. Wow. Standard JS is kind of. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because it basically has done all of the thinking about uh, about what sort of things you want your JavaScript to look like. This is your standard, um, really? Why is there? Is, why? I mean, I can't even imagine why, but why is there a space between the word "hello" and that and that parenthesis? That bugs me a little bit. What? What is? I, what, what's going on there? You know, I don't have to. I don't have to rationalize it. All I have to say is this is the this is the uh, the style guide that we use, and it is gosh darn easy to to conform to it. No, no, that's, <laughs> it's wrong. I mean, you can't. There should be no space there. Uh, that that is an interesting point, though, because that has also bugged me. It's a thing that I don't do by default. Um, but I'm gonna do a little bit of digging right now and see if I can figure out why that is. Okay, I'll tell you why that is. So, if you were using a real language, not JavaScript, like for example SML, everything in SML is a tuple. So a empty tuple would be the argument passed into the function named hello. But in JavaScript, oh. we don't have tuples, so they just like say, "Well, let's just pretend we have tuples now." And here you go. That's the argument. Yeah. And so I would be okay with that. However, um, JavaScript doesn't have lazy evaluation or continuations. So, for example, something two black boxes down has to be called with the parentheses right next to it. But in SML, it wouldn't have to be. You could have a space there, and then you'd be passing in a tuple. Although SML does have the capability of also parsing it either way. That is that is correct. That is correct. But... And admittedly, I don't. I definitely don't. Uh, I, I, as I mentioned, I wouldn't do that by default. But it is really awesome to just say this is the linter we're going to use, and not have to deal with any editor configure or anything like that. I can even use the standard JS highlighting. So what? Um, um, what? When does like this linter run? Uh, it can. Uh, I have it set to run on commit, uh, or okay. as a pre-commit hook. Yeah. Uh, and I have it set to uh, actually run in my editor too, in Vim and in Atom. Now, I assume, or at least I hope, this is not running on Windows. No way. Yeah, okay, so that's that's okay. That's that's good. Whew. <laughs> so one of the reasons that we don't do this at Doherty is because a lot of dumb people use Windows for the development, and they shouldn't do that, and they know better, but they, they just don't. And um, I did make my team use Gulp and NPM, as you probably know. However... Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to burden them with a linter running in gulp every, you know, every time they hit save, it would yell at them. I didn't want to burn them, burden them with that. Oh, that it is yeah. a nice idea to do it on a pre-commit hook. That is pretty nice. Yep, I adore it because uh, it 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 causes it prevents me from doing uh, goofy things and pushing things to production or even to to test or dev that that um, to, to other people's dev environments that 
doesn't really work, right? Um, or e even though there are some cases where the code would work, it's just a stylistic thing. It's just nice to have that sort of uh, understanding that, yep, this, there's no ambiguity here. This is the way we're going to do it. And I think that's one of the interesting I mean, I love, that... I love all of it except that one thing. Right. Right. I'm with you there. And another thing, too, is like triple equals versus double equals. Oh, always is, triple. I, I know. I okay. Know. 90% of the time, there are some times when I'll accept a double equal. Right, exactly. And the, the place where it always gets me, right? Like tri triple equals for testing equality, I will always do. But double equal, like bang double equals, right? For testing inequality or um, not equals, right? Like that's a thing that I just ne I just need to teach myself. I find, <laughs> um, I find, and this is bizarre. I find the semicolons area. So there's like a semicolon and then a function, like an anonymous self running function yeah and that one's like different than the second one just because there's a semicolon i don't know about that one okay then the next one down there's a semicolon leading to the array okay i don't know about that and then there's a semicolon leading on the hello i i really mm. don't know about that hmm it has to i think it has to do with um it has to do with what happens if you don't use semicolons anywhere else Right, so ASI uh, right, automatic right. semicolon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there might be some situations where omitting semicolons there. Right. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Causes some weird issues if you if you're not careful. Well, there. I guess the and solution to that is to put semicolons everywhere. <laughs> so I've never heard of putting semicolons before or something. What does that do? Make sure that the previous thing is done and. Or... Yeah, so it's, it, I think it protects you from the case where uh, something is interpreted as um, as part of the function, the previous function, right? Or um, there's some other weird edge cases where that might happen. So if you emit semicolons pretty much everywhere, uh, the only situations where you're going to need it is an anonymous self-calling function, uh, an array, or a uh, an ES6 template string. Um, mm -hmm. So with the back ticks, I right? love those. Yeah. By the way, they're awesome. Know, they're amazing. But um, I don't actually think I've ever run into a situation where that's been problematic. But I think this first blog that's linked here by uh, friend to all uh, Isaac um, from Asimov. Yeah. No. Yeah, Isaac. <laughs> he's also a friend to all, but for a different reason. Schluter. Um, <laughs> I think uh, from from NPM. Uh, apologies, Isaac. I cannot pronounce names apparently, um, but he is an awesome person. I think he is the CEO of NPM. I could be wrong about that, um, though. I'm pretty sure I'm not. Right? Does anyone remember this person? I remember nothing. Yes. I know nothing. Yeah, CEO of NPM. Okay, cool. I was correct. Oh, okay. I do. I do. Um, I do recognize his name actually. Yeah. Um, so. There is that. He wrote a thing about that, which explains uh, why if you emit semicolons everywhere else, it's important to put them in front of array declarations, anonymous self-calling functions, and uh, backtick strings. But I just put yeah. semicolons at the end of lines because I'm a good person. Yeah, no, I, I it just... I don't have to think about it. It's a few kilobytes extra, but whatever. Or bytes extra, really. I've spent so much time in the Ruby and Python worlds that... Um, I'm I'm more a Ruby programmer than I am a Java programmer now, which is a strange place to be. 
I find I can switch pretty easily to Java Python or JavaScript Python if I have, I don't know. They're just so different that I just mm -hmm. go, okay, this is what I'm doing now. Yeah, um, for the past for the past year, I've been rolling on Ruby pretty exclusively. Like, is there a car in your building? Uh, that would be out my my street. Like the like like the like the car is ramming into your house as you speak. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, it's loud. My window's open. It's so that's funny not, what it is. It's oh, not right. my family car, so that's good. Yeah, that's okay. good. There we go. Um. What was I going to say? I used uh, for my bay as a service that is mm -hmm. very similar. Oh, there it is again. Uh, <laughs> I hooked it up with ESLint, and you can define some custom rules, so I tweaked a little bit for how I like to write JavaScript. I thought it was kind of nice. Though, I did have it set up, so anytime it's going to run the server environment or run npm start, it will also run uh, npm lint, so mm -hmm. that might be quite aggressive, but WebStorm generally catches everything for me as I read it, so that's gotcha. handy too. So I, 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 um, I took your uh, your standard JS demo page and I put in some code from work, and mm -hmm. um, the uh, scroll, you know, scroll bar on the left or on the right hand side of the page here is like pretty tiny. So we've got a lot of non-standard code here. Oh, that's all right though. Uh, so guys, I think I gotta I think, step out for a second. I'll no be problem. back in just a sec. Good luck. Okay. I think the most prevalent issue is the no or extra semicolon issue. Hmm. So yeah. Not like semicolons. I I think on the uh, the Nexus CLI repo, it, it changed nearly every line, converting from tabs to spaces. Yeah. And then changing all print to the Python three form right. of print. Yep, and then I I did a bit with simplifying. You had a bunch of stuff in parentheses that didn't necessarily need to be, uh, just minor tweaks until WebStorm stopped showing me red or yellow next to everything. So you're a fan of IntelliJ IDEs? No, not at all. Or sorry, JetBrains IDEs, but you use IntelliJ at work, don't you? Yeah. If you're not a fan of it, uh, I don't know about you, but I hate Java and I hate IDEs. I, I would yeah I've I've for the most part exclusively written web code in WebStorm and Python in PyCharm. So you're you're using the the WebStorm that you get because you're a student, right? I think that's my license right now, but yeah. maybe individual. I think they made it free for everyone because they wanted people to use it. Oh really? But I'm using PyCharm Community Edition, hmm. so that's free for open source projects and. Convenient that any Python code I've run is all open source. Right. So, so that's what I've used. And I, I don't know. I I just find it nice for syntax highlighting. Uh, a lot of stuff does that, but also what kind of environments you have set up. They have support for a lot of plugins and not not a ridiculous amount of plugins, but what what you need I find. But also then like Pep eight and JavaScript linters and things. I think it's kind of nice and good Git diffs and support like, for all that fancy like I, stuff. I, I, um, so when I was doing, you know, modern PHP dev, which was, you know, January, February, March, um, I was using Atom, and it was okay. It would have been nice to have code completion in a lot of places, but 
you know, code completion in dynamic languages is really hard because nothing is, nothing is as real as you believe it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it can just it can be whatever it wants to be. Um, but of course, you know, in Java, you know, everything is so literal and verbose, and it is what it is yeah. unless it isn't. But it probably still is then, even if it isn't. Hmm. Um, so it it works out in Java really well, but it, it's less useful in other things. Um, yeah. Now, now between the choice of Eclipse or IntelliJ, I pick IntelliJ heavily because Eclipse is awful. So I've never used IntelliJ for Java. I've only used Eclipse for Java. Yeah, I um, so Eclipse I, is I just, old yeah. and heavy. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I used it because that's what everyone used at my school. So yeah, I, I um I don't think I ever used IntelliJ until I got to work, but um I used Eclipse consistently for years. All the way through Central through college. Yeah. I think they could do a big UI redesign in Eclipse. Well... I think that would help a bit. I think... I think um, so there's... Um, I think one of the nice things about Eclipse is people can provide skins for it and they can provide all sorts of stuff. Um, so That's there's... Uh, the Spring framework is what we use at work. And there's a special derivative of Eclipse called Spring Tool Suite uh, mm. where you can... I don't know. Like they have a bunch of they have a bunch of spring based plugins already ready to go. They theme it a little bit so it's more yellow and stuff. Hmm. Kind of neat. That could help. Yeah, I used a, a version of Eclipse this last spring for my robotics class in TI's Code Composer Studio mm-hmm. for their embedded systems. So it's just Eclipse with TI plugins on top of it, more or less. Sounds like it's a similar thing, but it's the first time I had really used Eclipse for things in a while. But it took a bit to get used to. Sorry about that, you guys. Just uh, an alarm went off, and I was wondering what that might have been. No, it turns problem. out it was it was a pressure cooker. So oh my, that's always okay. a good thing to keep an eye on. Yes, oh, it's a slow cooker. It's one of those uh, instant pots I got on Prime Day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gotta watch out for those. Indeed, indeed. But it was so inexpensive. How could anyone not get one? <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, pressure cookers are really nice. We have. We have one. It's great. We use it all the time. I've never used one. I'm not quite sure what they are. So I'm assuming it just fills so, it with high pressure and then steam or yeah. Heat. So you um so we we cook like our chicken for our um like uh, fajitas or tacos, and so instead of cooking chicken for like 25 minutes on the stove, you can put your chicken with the seasoning and stuff into the pressure cooker with a little bit of liquid. So it's usually water or chicken broth or something. Mm-hmm. And then you cook it for maybe 12 to 13 minutes and it's done and it's really tender and soft and great. Oh, nice. So it, it, it squeezes the flavor right into the meat. Forces it, it all in. Yeah. And then of Do course, you guys watch? And then of course you can also put in other things. We cook vegetables, we cook, um, rice, you know, you can put all sorts of stuff in. Have you seen, um, the Colin Furs YouTube channel. The what? No, I don't think so. Okay, let me find this video. He's been on YouTube for many, 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 many years. Um, he made this uh, video of making a cook, uh, like a meat cooker that spins it around really fast and then injects water through the center and then uses centripetal force to heat super hot water through whatever you're cooking. He's that like magical. Um, I think he was on some famous TV cook, came and used it too. 
Jimmy Oliver helped or helped test it. Okay, I will put this in the fringe, this YouTube video. If you're into watching it, slightly related. Right on. Thanks so much for sharing that. That sounds real cool. I've subscribed to him for as long as I can remember having a YouTube account. Nice. He makes ridiculous cool things. Oh man, <laughs> I'm watching it right now. <laughs> I love how this has um, 1.3 million views. Oh, it's got um, a good subscriber base. Hmm. Also, uh, speaking of views and YouTube, I would like to take a moment to thank our listeners and to remind them to turn on your ad blocker. Because if you're watching this on YouTube, and by watching I mean listening, you shouldn't be experiencing ads. So turn on your ad blocker now. Um, the ENR buck decided to um, destroy my podcasting network with ads, so I have to um, promote the virtues of ad blocking. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Unlike Marco, I have no conscience, and I'm your, okay. Your conversation with Ian on Slack was a little amusing because he's pushing for ads, and you're just ad block. Yeah, you know, I um, I don't like ads. I don't. I don't. For me, that's we don't. We don't. Um, we don't make any money off of this, and so neither should advertisers. Yeah, that seems sensible. More than sensible, even perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Until we get loads of, of listeners, <laughs> it just seems like more pain than it's work. As long as you're okay with spending all of the hosting money, Ryan. That the the hosting money is so negligible. That is not a problem. Like so, for example, I get lunch at Crave pretty much every day during the week, maybe four times a week. Uh, lunch at Crave is about eight fifty. Eight fifty covers the S three costs for four months. Mm-hmm. So that's not a problem. But what an ad takes away from you, that's priceless. As somebody who works for an advertising agency, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that could be a fringe title. (laughs) No, I gotcha. Sounds good. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. I miss those mechanical keyboard sounds. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm serious, though. They're nice. Then, yeah, I actually got one now, too, so. Yes. <laughs> you coming? You're going to get one, too, Ryan? What? Mechanical keyboard? I have a mechanical keyboard. You do? Oh, good. Okay. You probably Rome can't hear page. it because I have uh, a mic here, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I can hear it when you're slamming it down, but... See, um, but I have back. I have uh, cherry browns, so it's not obtrusive. I as well. Here, I'm gonna push. Hey, our... I'm gonna the keys that are closest to my microphone. I don't remember what mine are. Probably clear. Are those the? Yeah, I think clear. They're pretty loud. Yeah, I've had this keyboard for precisely like five days now, and it is awesome. I also love that the LEDs are individually addressable. <laughs> awesome. But does that use a ton of power? Actually, mine are probably individual too. I don't know. Yeah, it, it might use a ton of power, but it is so worth it. <laughs> I keep 
I keep mine on the second dimmest setting of like eight or nine. Yeah. So I, that helps me keep my conscious clean. <laughs> it turns out I might not actually be able to, uh, I might not be able to uh, run the configuration utility ever again until I get access to a Windows computer. Oh. <laughs> uh, of course. I, I, I configured it once using VirtualBox, and now VirtualBox won't recognize any USB devices. Oh my! So uh, I think I I think I uh, messed something up real bad. Sounds uh, like you need to do a uh, a Marco USB Windows disk that can be used for boot camp or whatever on any machine. Yeah. So that yeah. discussion was so funny to me because, like, between those two options, do I want to install Windows to install Steam to play a game? for three hours or do i just want to buy a console i would of course pick the console oh i would have absolutely picked the os it's the it's the less expensive version of it and the easier i think because i don't have to go out to a store and buy a console oh my gosh going out to a store in my tesla you could always prime now yourself (laughs) uh one if you really want that or like postmates it to yourself Look at, really... you know, you know, Marco has to make his daily drive to the tuna salad factory and on his way surely would pass a target. And it's not like he's driving in a, you know, beat up old car. It's a Tesla. It's like uh, flying on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a little biased against consoles because I don't play them much. I only have a PS2 is my only non-mobile console, I guess, so. PS2s are awesome, though. I have I have one as well. I did have one. It got too dusty, though, and died. Oh, no. I should really dust mine out. I don't think I've ever opened it up. But it never got he- too too heavily used, so it should be okay. Sorry about that, guys. I'm going to have to step out for just one more second. I'm going to unplug the, Watch out. the darn thing. Watch out. Okay. Don't get burnt. <laughs> Watch out. Is there anything else we would like to add to the show note topics? Um, I can't think of much. I don't know. I haven't done too much. I just kind of plug along, doing tiny little projects here and there. Yeah, tell me about it. Not, not doing too much. Worked at a camp. It's not really tech related, except that I took tons of photos and I want to buy a DSLR now. Oh yeah. But I need to. I need to wait till I get a job. Yeah. I'm thinking about the Canon EOS T6s. Oh, it's an S now? They have an S model, which is $100 more than the T6i. Oh, I didn't know that. Digital screen on the top, and the, the knob is moved to the left, and mm. it's like a, a wheel knob on the front of the camera rather than just four buttons in a set in the center. So it's it's slightly closer to the ADD. Of, so it's like it's otherwise the same as the T6i. Probably a little more heavy or something. but And that only costs a little bit. I figured if I'm already going to spend 750 on the body, might as well spend another 100 and get some cool new features too. I suppose. I mean, you could always be like John and get some random Sony camera. Yeah, I was looking at the camera, and that one doesn't. That's a. It's straight through. It doesn't have a a viewfinder, and I would like one. Yeah, I, I like the viewfinders also. Because it's great for super sunny, and I find it's it's better. I mean, it's better resolution because it's. It's not a digital screen. It's direct seeing through the lens. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot easier to see detail, yep. I think. I agree. And I really like that. But yeah, I used a T6i for a month, and I am just missing it a lot. Sorry about that, guys. I am officially and permanently back. I unplugged the darn thing. It's done. 
did did you sounds get, like you're eating did, too did you get to eat it no like what was it cooking <laughs> uh just some just some like black beans and stuff just some black beans and stuff hmm okay nah that's no big deal I just, I, you know, you caught me, you caught me, Brian. I did try a little bit just to see um, <laughs> how it turned out, but nope. It's not done because it kept exploding. Nah, it didn't explode. Just, uh, yeah, wasn't done yet. No, no worries. <laughs> Still getting the hang of this gosh darn thing. Still getting the hang of it. So because Ooh. I, mm-hmm. I am invested in my school i'm going back to morris on the second for their land party nice it's in a much larger space and i'm just talking about like the second the second of september september yep nice. so labor day nice they got monster to sponsor it so they're getting 120 cans of monster don't they uh Lots. don't they start a week earlier than school here i think so yeah yeah last spring semester was the first time in as long as i know that well, at least when I was a student, the, the U of M Twin Cities and Morris were on the same schedule. Amazing. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Yeah. Well, I saw on Facebook, I know that you were uh, helping out with the uh, Land Party Facebook page, I believe. Was that right? No? Nope. The... Am I losing my mind? Wait, sorry. Say that again? I think I just saw that you shared the Land Party event on Facebook. Oh. Maybe. I, I haven't explicitly shared it. Maybe Facebook decided to show you it. I didn't oh, yeah. explicitly share it. This Interesting. I think ours possible. I don't think there's actually even an event on Facebook. That should be done. I'm gonna tell them about that. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. No worries. Yeah, doesn't look like I can I can see what I was looking for or what I was looking at before or what made me think of that. <laughs> What do you guys think about the topics today? Uh, topics look good to me. Cool, cool. Let me look again. It's been a few minutes. I feel like I always like reading about security, but I don't think I'm smart enough to be a security researcher. Man. I don't have any idea how to get started. Me neither. Yeah, it's very interesting because some code I wrote is going to be uh, tested by some security researchers at some point. Bugs. Uh, Right. Oh man, this deck is so cool. The yeah. the one. Oh man. Also, uh, whoever made these slides actually knows how to make slides because they're not absurd. It's from, it's from Keynote. I checked the metadata on the PDF. Oh, Keynote for sure. Exported with El Capitan ten eleven three, so they're running old versions. That presenter. Oh. And I bet too. I bet too. What might be happening, right, is that they have their com folks look over it. They have some developer com folks um, that are really neat and kind of squad goals, as as it were, um, as the kids say. Um, that that slideshow was generated on a Friday, on Friday in the in like the late afternoon. So I almost think that um, they didn't have too much time, but I don't know. Yeah, it looks like good San Francisco font. It's a good proper Apple presentation indeed so pretty but yeah i looked through the diagrams so that was really interesting on the 
the process is when you turn on the phone, unlock it, lock it, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Some diagrams in there. Yeah, it's just it's just very interesting too for to to look at this from from this side too because it's a very common thing for when folks uh, when folks present at conferences like this. This one seems to have uh, got on at Black Hat. Does that sound about right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Black Hat. Yeah, I think DEF CON's going on right now. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, Black Hat was last weekend. Friend to all, uh, Tony Webster on Twitter is uh, he uh, he's there right now, I believe. But it's it's a not uh, definitely not uncommon for certainly uh folks as like head of security engineering and such uh to have their slide decks looked over and kind of designed as it were by uh, somebody in the comm department which is an interesting thing i've noticed and actually kind of cool because it results in things like this that are really actually quite neat yeah i wouldn't be surprised if this has some some non the person who presented this because i think it's apple's first talk at a security conference and I mean, they announced bounties, so. It got quiet and then I saw, oh, Ryan tweeted, that's why. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I think Brandon is muting himself, is he eating? What was that? Are you eating? <laughs> you muted yourself. No, sorry, I just had to uh, <laughs> had to answer a text. Sorry about that. No problem. Just, okay, so you gotta mute yourself when you answer a text. You know, oh, clickety clackety. I can't. I can't be. Oh yeah, I don't live in the world where I can type text replies with my computer, right? Yes. I mean, I'm on Linux right now, but uh, I have an iPad that's also connected to a keyboard right now, which is a strange situation. Of course to be you. In. Do. Uh, but you know. Yeah, you're one of those um, people. You know, entertainingly, I don't actually have a. Um, I don't have a laptop right now, or I do have a laptop, but it's not mine and I don't use it for work um, or for anything, really. I use it for uh, for JavaScript and setup. Um, it just happens to be my possession for the moment because I'm doing uh, some video stuff for them. Yep. Uh, but as a result, I've been using my iPad and that keyboard at work so frequently, so goofy frequently, um, to the point where one of my coworkers even noticed it and was like, is there a... Is there a reason you're using your iPad instead of a laptop? And I said, yes, there is. And it's because I do not have a laptop. And they were like, when are you going to get a laptop? And I was like, I, I likely will not get a laptop because I have a desktop and this iPad. And you're waiting for <laughs> the MacBook like, Pro. That too. Yeah. That and a new too. Hackintosh. <gasps> what? Is that the yeah. current? We'll, we'll talk about it. Also, I'm excited to hear about Docker Compose because I have no idea what Compo Docker Compose is, but I know what Docker is. So. Yes, indeed, indeed. Unfortunately, the project for which I'm using Docker Compose uh, is not super public. However, I can create a gist and share that with you guys because the Docker Compose file itself is not super, um, it doesn't include anything super sensitive, but okay. um, other parts of it do. Like, uh, well, you know, never mind. We'll get into that later. Cool. Let's see if I can get into GitHub right now. Indeed, I can. This is positive. Wait, I can tell you something I did the other day or yeah. a week or two ago that is new. I made a GitLab account. Hey, that's oh, great. Nice. Because I have uh, my WeatherBot deploy stuff in mm -hmm. uh, on my server, but I also have some, or I don't have that in Git because it is full of keys and right. things in a while. Public. And my, my two-year... Uh, what is it? The 
uh, two-year student discount or free thing on GitHub expires for me in, I think, this month yep. or maybe next month. Mm -hmm. So I can't use free repositories soon. Right. So over to GitLab. Sorry, I heard myself clicking again and had to mute. But yes, uh, that's very interesting, though, because, well, wait, hang on. Doesn't Git have... Doesn't GitHub now have unlimited private repositories, though? No, uh, I don't think so. If you pay, I think I don't. Yeah, I think it's one price if you pay for it. Oh, okay. but it's like per users. I don't know. It's I couldn't quite. I'm not sure. Yeah, no worries. I getcha. That's no fun, though. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that too because I'm going to no longer be a student in the near future. Yeah, I. I um... But you can only redeem that thing once. Mm-hmm. I never made use of that particular feature, but um, I've, I've uh, instead used Bitbucket, which you can have unlimited repositories on, and that's okay. And a cool thing about GitLab is you can host it yourself, I think, so that's pretty neat. Yeah, I, yes, I will say I'm way more used to the GitHub interface, so it's a little bit of a learning curve because yeah. GitLab does a lot, but now I need to figure out how do I, well, I haven't. Oh, no, it's okay. I only pull, and it's in a git ignore. So I have a git ignored folder, which is another GitHub, or another git project root. So it's okay. So I should go delete that repository on GitHub, because it's not good. Danger zone. Delete this repository. Oh, I should talk about, I changed my GitHub username. Yes, indeed you did. That's not a big, that's not a notable topic. I'll mention it at the end. Another thing that's kind of, that I find kind of entertaining is that I've been running into um, and just some fun stuff with uh, JSON API standards recently. So I'm looking forward to the last thing uh, on the topic list as well. It's yeah, it's fun. just going to be about me complaining about things. <laughs> No worries, you can be our Syracuse. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's a good position to be in. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. So GitHub isn't loading the icon for the Nexus TV organization on the organization list under my profile. Well, um... That's silly. Not the, well, not the end of the world, that's well, for sure. Well, when I look at it, it doesn't seem like... Wait, what? On my profile on GitHub? Yeah, so on, right under organizations, right? Yeah, it's showing the generic... Well, I don't even GitHub see the Nexus in that image. list. Let me try in a different browser. Oh, yeah, I don't see it there either. What is going... Oh, wait, do I need to make it public that people can see it? That's probably it. Hmm. Or it's the uh, heavy-handed uh, caching approach. Yeah, that might be it too. So it's listed in my organization's thing in my settings, but oh, do you want to talk about two-factor authentication? Have we done that much? I signed up for a bunch of more things in the last month. Well, you can mention it. It makes me super scared of losing my phone. Yeah, don't do that. Or do the next <laughs> best thing and have two phones. One for two-factor and one for everything else exactly i think i do have recovery codes for some things like google github dropbox where all of my one password is stored which has even more things but still 
Yeah, indeed. I have to say, I um, as somebody who doesn't leave the house with fewer than three phones, what? Um, yeah, that's a cool thing to do. LOL, JK. I, I only have two phones. <laughs> I don't know if I you're have... digging yourself out of a hole or digging yourself deeper into a hole. This is true. This is true. So well, I have... Yeah. I will often carry two phones with me, my iPhone 6 and my iPhone 5, because my iPhone 5 will be running uh, Fog of World, which I intend to do a blog post on as soon as the new version comes out, which they have been teasing for two years. But <laughs> um, So that's what I use that for. But my iPhone 4, I don't think it boots up anymore. Oh, no. I'm really sad. I have no idea what. It doesn't seem to be taking a charge. Or my single 30-pin cord that I have left doesn't work. But it's, it's sad. It's set up in a great iOS 6 jailbroken environment. Mm-hmm. Oh well. I getcha. So what do you guys say? Should we start this thing? We should do that. Let's do it. Okay, whenever you're ready. On your command. Go. Make it so, number one. Go again. Woohoo! Woohoo. Now, do, nice. you remember, so- do you remember that time... When we said that, have a good one, and then Max just left the channel. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that was so fun. Uh, indeed. I think when I was first recording with you, Ryan, and some of the Nexus specials, yeah. uh, I think you said have a good one. I was like, do I hang up now? I don't know what to do. So I stayed on, and then it wasn't awkward because you started talking again. But I was a little worried the first time. I assume all these stars mean that we should pick these, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> if you do do that, don't. I do like that one. <laughs> okay, we're going to go. Sure. Yeah, that works for me. I love it. That's nice. great. Let's do it. What do you think? Should I should I record that one? Well, you and are, you are an expert on that. Uh, let's see right. subtitle and uh, I don't even know what to do. How do we even how do we even record these dates? I don't I don't know anymore. ISO uh shoot 8901 is no, that the name of it? No, it's um it's uh International Podcasting Date Standard. Is that an actual standard? No. That would be fantastic. But it it's, it's it's framed in the mind of 5 by 5s date read. What about uh, hypertext podcast protocol? Yeah, no, maybe. Possibly, <laughs> um, did you see the? So it's um, HTPP. Indeed. Okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh goodness, yes. And indeed. it's just composed of a uh, HTTP request, Wait, a get I'm request dumb. that just returns an MP3 file. Same every single time. So um, I was dumb. Uh, which one did you want for the uh, subtitle? Yeah, it picks one. Okay, there we go. I love how vague and irrelevant that sounds. Indeed. Uh, okay, so does everything look good there? I think so. Looks looks great. Okay, whenever you're ready. Right on. This is Podkit, episode 24. If you do do that, don't. On Monday, August 8th, 2016. And now, it picks one. This episode of Podkit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad. It has show notes at thenexus.tv slash pk24. Very good. I'm adding an Oxford comma, and I'm also going to add it in our template. I think <laughs> gotcha. I do this every other time. Where do, where, <laughs> whoa, you, you, don't, you don't like that and there? 
Are you ready? It's not Oxford. It doesn't have an Oxford comma. It needs an Oxford comma. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I also like how um, it has show notes. I love that. Are you guys ready for a YouTube link that I want you all to watch? Okay. It's going in yes. the pod kit. Uh, Perfect. Do you know what I'm gonna what I'm gonna post, Brian? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> At the U, we used to uh, whenever somebody would would be like bike shedding over the Oxford comma, we'd start blasting this song, and it was amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yep. Oh, Vampire Weekend. The nineties, by which I mean the early two thousands. Close by which you mean 2008. By which I mean 2008. <laughs> Nobody will know the difference. Indeed, everything everything before 2010 feels like it's the 90s to me. <laughs> I mean, basically it was. Yeah, right. I mean, technically not, but... Yeah. Oh, goodness. What is time? Don't even know. An illusion. Most viable resource. I was going to say a flat third circle, dimension. That too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of shows, have you guys ever seen True Detective? I don't no. watch TV. Oh, man. True Detective is quite the show that I do not have the stamina for. But there are a couple of really great quotes from it, including Time is a Flat Circle and He was a man with scars all over his face. Wow. And uh, that's about it. That's about all of the good quotes that you'll find in that movie. Well, that's that's all um, of two, by the way. It's all Matthew McConaughey oh, doing his accent like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I might do a better Matthew McConaughey than Matthew McConaughey does. But, oh, but, I I don't yeah. know about that. I mean, it's 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 pretty hard to drive around in some sixty thousand dollar car and say five words and get paid, you know. <laughs> 600, all right, all 600, right, right. yeah. Cars drive you places. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> oh man, so true though. Yeah, that's, it is true and it's so good. <laughs> so Brandon, you are into politics, right? Uh, vaguely, I, I used to be vaguely. a political science major. I have and, opinions. <laughs> and you like TV shows, right? I do indeed. Then I have a TV show for you. So it's this Danish show called Bolen, B-O-R-G-E-N. It's called the Go- the government. Um, three up, three seasons. They're done, and it's very, very good. It was apparently quite popular in Europe, and I just finished it a week or two ago. Uh-huh. Uh, highly recommend it. It is in Danish, but there are English subtitles. And um, if you can't find it online, I can uh, help you with that. I have it on my server. Awesome. Thank you very much. That'd be awesome. Because, yeah, I was going to see if it was on Netflix. There's some rumor that it's coming to Netflix along with the West Wing. But I'm Have you heard of the show? Sure about that. Uh, I haven't heard of it, but I just looked it up as you described it to me because this does okay. sound like a thing, like a thing that I would yeah. quite enjoy. So I don't know if I would like to send it to you via the internet because it is probably close to uh, 65 gigabytes or something. So I think we got to do a meetup. Wait, yeah. you're coming to JavaScript Minnesota, aren't you? You bet I am. Do you uh, have an open space on a computer? I do indeed. Awesome. I will bring a flash drive. I actually have a flash drive that uh, would probably be even be easier because it has 64 gigs and I just freshly cleared it off. So, Let me double check space. on these size requirements because it, it might be over 64. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. 
Over 64. Uh, well, hold on. Let me look it up. I think each episode is 5 megabit per second, and they're all an hour long. And it's 10 uh-huh. per season. Uh, except the first season is in SD, so the first season is only 5 gigs. But let me see. Hmm. Hold on. I need SSH. Screw this SFTP stuff. Unless you would like to stream it from my Plex server over my crappy, basically two megabit upload speed. Uh huh. It's three gigabytes, so that's not too horrible then. Gotcha. Yeah, no worries. So I will bring my laptop with it on it. Sounds good, and we can sort it out from there. Super duper. If you're interested. If you're not really interested, it's okay. No, for sure. I'd, lo- I'd love to see it. You know I enjoy that kind of drama. This yeah. is true. It's, it's definitely uh, political drama, but also, like, relationship and emotional stuff, too. So it's, it's a good mix of it all. How does it compare to The West Wing? I if haven't seen, if the, West seen the West Wing. I'd, this is the first show of its kind that I've seen. I haven't seen any political things. Although I, I've seen an episode of Veep here and there. Uh, and yes, Veep is definitely a comedy, I feel. Yeah. Oh, definitely. This is definitely a drama. Yeah, gotcha. But There's, I think it's also interesting because it's the hour-long format, so each episode can really cover a lot, so they can go into a lot of detail, more so than an American show, I think. Yeah, That's for nice. sure. For sure. Have you ever heard of um, – there's a, there's a BBC show called um, Party Animals, which is mm-hmm. has Matt Smith, who used to play the Doctor, and some other folks, uh, the Doctor on Doctor Who, that is. Yeah. And um, it is so – I really enjoyed that show, probably more than it deserved, but uh, I enjoyed that show quite a bit. It was it was very much a Sorkin-esque mi- mix of, as you mentioned, like politics and, re- and relationship kind of drama. Um, and that, that's another – TV show that I got a lot of quotes from, uh, like Matt Smith has a he's he's a researcher for for the Labor Party, and his his manager is um, is an MP and and she whenever she does something that he that he feels is like incorrect or like jeopardizes the campaign he's like ah oh, bloody hell Joel what are you doing to us Joel <laughs> and I'm like oh goodness those that that quote is just too too quotable i'm a fan yeah <laughs> but you're right political dramas are quite fun so yeah thanks for sharing i'll look forward to it and they're they're really informative too i wish there was one is there is there a good one about the u.s is that west wing is that or is that not u.s so the west wing is about the united states um i think a lot of people enjoy it i i personally feel like it gets kind of old for me um okay. house of cards is another one that's a really good and very like yeah. present one i don't know if you've seen yeah. house of cards yet uh, I think I've seen one episode, but gotcha. Yeah, it, it's possible that, that might not be your thing, but if it is, um, that's definitely very available. The West Wing. I is enjoy also... breaking the fourth wall in House of Cards. Right, a right. Times there's again, there's only more of that to come. Yeah, the first <laughs> the first season is good. The second season is also good. The third season is not as good, and I think there might be a fourth season. And that one I've heard is atrocious and immediately lost my interest. So I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, but I, I really like the person who used to be the showrunner for it and now is not. His name is Bo Williman. He is a, a playwright and former, um, uh, a former, shall we say, party operative um, in the Democratic National Party, which I, I 
thought was like a really a really uh, a really interesting switch. And he yeah. he does some, some really cool work. Uh, there's a movie called The Ides of March, which I happen to have um, I've heard of that. Which is also it, you know it was directed by George Clooney, a bunch of stuff. Some people thought it kind of tanked, but I really appreciated it. Uh, it had Ryan Gosling in it. It was pretty darn good uh, in my estimation. And I feel like his writing is just really good. And uh, I tend to lean more towards the left. So I prefer dramatizations of the Democratic Party to dem- uh, dramatizations of the Republican Party because I just can't relate. Sorry about yeah. it. <laughs> no, but, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But cool. Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing you at JavaScript Minnesota too. It should be a fun event because Todd Gardner is going to be there and he knows how to throw a good party. So. Good. Yeah, yeah, I, I might excited. make it. We'll see. Nice. Yeah, that's that's actually right down the street from my current office. So I'll I'll definitely be there, um, and it'll be cool to high five you guys if you, if you can make it out there. I'm gonna. I was. I think this is when you were gone, in the beginning, Brandon. But I think I'm, I'm gonna take the A line and the green line over to get. To ah, yes. Again. So right on. That is the way to go. So you like the A line, is what I is what I'm reading from that. I do. Yes, it's nice because it's. You don't have to plan it. You just go there and wait, and it comes in a couple minutes. That's awesome. Like, that's the ideal public transportation situation, I feel. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Way cool. And another show I've been wanting to start here is Sense8. Oh, yes. I've heard good things about it. Entertainingly, uh, so on the TV, um, the, the Netflix description broke. So um, I was looking into Sense8, too. Yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw that you posted, but I... Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw that photo. Yeah, so the description was frozen. I'm like, uh, once an ex-con, or no, once a champion, now an ex-con, this man has to has to make claw his way to the top or something. And I'm like, that is definitely <laughs> not the description of the show. Uh, yeah. I did the same thing with House of Cards, and that was very funny, and a bunch of other ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came across Sense Eight because I was I just seen Jupiter Ascending, so I was looking up stuff on the Wachowskis and saw that they had done a TV show or part of it. So I'm gonna start watching that shortly here. Yeah, right on. I've I've heard good things. I haven't I've been able to see it for myself, um, but yeah, I I enjoy a bunch of stuff that they do. So um, yeah, if you if you see it, let me know how you like it. Because yes, I would definitely be interested in your in your opinion on that. Did you like Jupiter Ascending? I think the answer is probably yes, based on what you just said. But <laughs> yeah, um, hold on. I was talking with a friend who also watched it who wanted me to see it so that's what prompted me to really see it um i don't know i like i liked how uh it was kind of like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where someone was thrown into this giant political scene of uh-huh. multiple planets and things i thought that was kind of cool yeah you no know, oh little earth <laughs> you know being farmed for something indeed but i i as always wish they focused more on the the environment in the world that was the movie uh-huh. And, I mean, we learned some things, but I always wish to know more. But that's difficult to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Right on. Did you did you ever see Cloud Atlas? I did um, freshman year of college, so it's been a while. And I was only half paying attention for the first, like, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I was really confused. Gotcha. A lot of the movie. I should probably watch it again. But yeah, that's my problem. If you're a fan of uh, Rakowski stuff, that that would be a good a good thing because they did that one too. So yeah, right on. But I gotta say, my favorite director is probably uh, Neil Blomkamp, who did District Nine and Chappie and oh, yeah. Elysium. 
I nice, really like nice. those movies. Yeah, I haven't seen Chappie yet, but I heard, oh, I heard pretty good things. Oh, you got to see Chappie. Oh, it's so good. Right. I on. can bring that with me as well. Yeah, Wednesday, please do. If you want it. Okay. Please do. Please do. Yeah. See, I for me, it's all Christopher Nolan. Interstellar is probably the best movie okay. I perhaps have ever seen. Yeah, I I would I would probably agree with you there on Interstellar. Yeah, I love that. Even movie. though it's Matthew McConaughey, he only brings it down a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> we gotta get back to the spaceship <laughs> <laughs> oh to God. save Anne Hathaway and Matt Damon. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> It's so good. Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. So, Brent, Brandon, will you bring your computer on Wednesday? Because it'd be a little easier for me if I brought a hard drive or something. Sure, yeah. Um, I will bring a computer for sure. Okay. Because if you were going to be bringing one, I'd rather bring something. But if you weren't going to bring one, I could bring my computer. So I don't know no what you No worries. Bring. No worries. Yeah, so if you can bring a hard drive, I'll bring a computer. Okay. Sounds good. But you can bring a flash drive as well. We could just hijack the first computer we see, see and say, can I borrow your USB ports? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. No worries. I think I'll have a, a MacBook Pro with me, so we should be able to, to do it pretty quick. Okay, cool. Yep. No All worries. that power. Power. My 128 gig salt, uh, flash drive is either in the mail or will be delivered to me tomorrow. I'm not sure. Oh, nice. Leftover from camp, there were, we we recorded about ninety five gigabytes of photo uh, and video. Oh wow! And so that's like a while to transfer. The, well, yeah, and the guy who was making a video of the camp and for some marketing stuff, he has a drone, so some good aerial photography as well. Uh, he didn't have enough space on cars to bring it all home, so oh, no. I gave him my flash drive to, and he's going to bring it back. But I'm meeting them tomorrow to deliver some more episodes of Born, the TV show I was talking to you about. And just to catch up, so right on. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Well, this has been lots of fun. Indeed, we yes. should do this again sometime. Indeed, probably same time next week. To quote another TV show, That's Monday, Monday evening, Monday evening. Sure. Yeah, I think we can uh, make that work. Cool. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get this up by Wednesday. We'll see. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, that sounds good. Right on. See you guys soon. Have a good one. See you later. Have a good night. And that was Podkit24. I need to go take a nap. It's been fun, though. Have a good one.